So we'll start with Samsung, which is I think is the first time we've ever started this podcast talking about Samsung, isn't it? From memory? Yeah, I can't remember a time they've been up front. No, apart from me moaning about the S22 Ultra. Which I'm sure will come up again at some I'm point. Sure it will, definitely. Um, yeah, so yesterday, as we're recording, was the Unpacked event, wasn't it? Which, uh, hands up, I've still only watched part of this, which was the, the watch part, which I needed to watch this morning to write my blog post about that. But um, I'm going to be watching it in bits. So I'm going to be relying, relying on you for, for a bit of lowdown on what you thought. I've seen bit, I've caught other bits of it as well, so um, I can definitely lend some thoughts. But yeah, what, what was your original, what was your overall thought about it? I thought it was nice. It was very polished. It was very Apple. You know how like in, in the Apple presentations, they'll, they'll talk you through a product, maybe show off a pre-prepared video, um, and they're very good, actually, at sort of packing in a lot of information into a short amount of time that is sort of relatable and digestible. And then at the end, they tell you what they told you. So you get that slide with all the, the squares with rounded corners that sort of just recap on all of the things that they told you about. Samsung did that. I don't know if you noticed. I did. I, I did screen grab it, actually, for this morning. And it's, um, it's spookily like... Apples, isn't it's it? It's very Apple, isn't it? Which is not a bad thing. I mean, they yeah. are, they're the best at this sort of stuff. So um, there was no random period drama segment this time. No, although when I was kind of skipping through it, they were, I got to stay a, a bit where they were like, a, it was like a kind of meeting they were having, uh, like a some sort of video planning meeting. I can't think which, which bit it was before, but it was all a bit, a bit meta, a bit strange. There has to be something weird in there, doesn't there? Because it's a Samsung event. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I quite like it. It's different, yeah. isn't it? I think, yeah. Why not? Because why not um, make it weird? I, I do, I do like these tech presentations because yeah, I always make sure to tune into the Apple ones, the Google ones, the Microsoft ones, and the Samsung ones. And yeah, they're, they're all, they're all getting very similar because the the Google one was quite Apple-y as well. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I thought that, but um. But that was good. I think everyone benefits because you, you, they're, they're really well put together, engaging productions. So that's nice. Yeah. And the, the first thing on the list here is the, well, there were two phones, weren't there? There was the Galaxy, as we would call it over here, the Z Flip, the Z Flip uh, 4. And I've, I've pre-ordered one, funnily enough, so I've not, I don't know anything about it, really, apart from little bits and pieces I've picked up um, on Twitter. But... Um, I looked at both that and the Galaxy Fold, which we'll come on to. Um, and the Fold, well, we'll talk about that in a minute, but the, the Flip looks really... I, I wanted the original Flip to, to try out and I just didn't get around to getting one. But um, I think with my, my love of tiny phones, like the, you know, the iPhone 13 mini, I'm really interested to, interested to see how that could fill that gap. Because I'm going big with other phones elsewhere. So... Um, yeah, without a, an iPhone mini to play with later this year, it's going to be interesting to see if this could fill that gap. And also, what what CPU, what processor are, are we going to get in it? Is there any has, has there been any kind of hint as to whether or not the UK gets the the proper one or the the crap one? I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Oh, surely they're not going to make that mistake again. <laughs> We'd well, think that this year with the S twenty two Ultra, wouldn't you? But they did. That, uh, you said we'd talk about that phone. It's it's happened already. But yeah. It's just. 
terrible. I think like we we, talk, we talked about last week, didn't we? About the nothing phone one. That's really highlighted for me just how bad the S twenty two Ultra is over in in this country. Um, so that's the that's the big concern I have about the flip and, and the fold, <laughs> flip and the fold. Um, I won't have access to the fold to begin with, but certainly the flip. It would be it could potentially be ruined by a terrible chip in this country. But let's hope that's not the case. Let's hope it's let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I can I can see how it'd be right up your street because it's nice and compact, pocketable. Um, I'm still not. I don't get it. I don't. I, I I've, I'm not motivated in the slightest to get involved with foldables. I think it's just because of my my OCD. I <laughs> the uh, just the the fold the crease. Yeah, the crease, which is both visible and you you know you can feel it. Um. I imagine they probably addressed some of the bubbling issues that, you know, early adopters had. Hmm. I'm sure it's lovely. I'm sure it's a very nice device. I quite like the the wacky mini display on the front. So if you're you want to take a selfie, it's got you can you can see a preview of it. Yeah. Because because it folds in half, the selfie cam is effectively the the rear cam, but it's the front cam when it's folded in half, obviously. So I, th- I think I have a lot of fun with it, and hopefully, it's got a Snapdragon. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's just different. I think that's what I'm looking forward to. It's just a, something different to play with. Did, did you um, order just a standard one, or did you go through the customizer? No, I went through it for the standard one basically. Um, I thought about the customizer. I nearly traded in the S22 Ultra. Really? I had this moment where I thought, sod it, I'm just going to get rid of that thing. And then the trade in price, I think, was about 470 quid, I think. Ouch which I was like, oh, God. I, I actually got to the point of almost putting my credit card details in and then realised what I was doing and thought, hang on a minute, you paid 1,200 quid for that. That's <laughs> 22 Ultra. You can really lose that much money on it. Yeah. Um, so I didn't do that. But um, yeah, so they, they do a 14-day return window and I'm going to get it, obviously, at the end, the end of this month. I think it's the 26th it's due, it's due to, to arrive. Play with it, do the old unboxing stuff and initial impressions and then see if I'm going to keep it or not. Um, I'm in two minds. I've got a lot of phones at the minute. I've, I'm yet to even unbox the um, the Pixel 6a. That's I'm taking that away with me next week. Um, but equally, I'm loving using the Nothing Phone one. And then we've got the iPhones on the way. It's um, so many things, so many phones potentially to be using at the moment. Um, so yeah, th- th- this the, the Flip 4, 4 has really got to impress me. And I think it's different enough to be to have quite a good chance. And it also links to something else, which we'll come on to in a bit. But um, what, what did you think to the Galaxy Fold? I thought, how much? <laughs> is it? It's about 1,600 quid, isn't it, over here? It's very expensive. It's a lot, isn't it? I don't really get it either. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's like this. It's not quite square, is it? It's I'm not sure what the, the what the ratio is once you've opened it, but it's just this kind of big, not tablet, but not a phone type display, isn't it? Um, a really weird form factor. Um, I think MKBHD described it as a a productivity monster or something, and I can't think of anything worse than using that to to do stuff with. It looks like it would be really, really awkward, but maybe I'm just not cool enough. So yeah, it's, it's it's too expensive. It's very cool, not for me. I'm yeah, I'm not. I I've never been particularly inspired by the foldables, and I am still not. Particularly not for 
laptop money. Yeah, it's it's just too much, isn't it? Um, I, I just don't. I genuinely don't get that form factor. I think it's it's just bizarre. Do, um, do you think you'd have considered getting a fold if they hadn't mugged you off so badly with the S twenty two Ultra? Probably not. No, no, it's still too expensive. I still can't really think. I mean, it'd be nice to have it to review it, I suppose. And but it's a very. It's not even. It doesn't even feel like an aspirational product. You know, a lot of Apple products are aspirational. So people watch videos about them because they, they'll probably never buy one. They don't, either can't afford it or don't want to spend that much money on it. But they like watching videos about it. I'm not convinced the fold fits into that category. I think the flip does. I think that's a bit more traditional kind of flip phone, interesting type type stuff. But the Fold is just a weird product, I think. Um, but having said that, they have updated it, so people must be buying it. I mean, why why would they make a new a new version if it was if it had been a, a disaster? You know, people, someone must be buying this. I just can't quite work out who it's for. You know, what what type of user would want this type of phone? People who want to feel like they're in Star Trek. It's very that's tricorder, isn't it? That's a very good point. I, I want one, though. <laughs> <laughs> you sold it. That's all they should have done yesterday. That should have been the, the part of the segment, the, um, the presentation. Um, people running around demanding to be beamed up. <laughs> so what else can we say about the phones? Is there anything else worth talking about? Uh, I mean, okay, even if the UK gets the Snapdragon processors it's still going to be gimped by one ui probably i agree because just why do they have to fill their phones with so much rubbish and 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 like completely redundant duplicate functionality we've got google pay we don't need samsung pay and you know the list goes on bixby yeah. should not exist uh it's i think if they they took a more stripped back approach. I'd find their devices a lot more appealing. I think. Yeah, because the hardware is really nice. I think that there's nothing wrong with the hardware, and I think as, as nothing has proved, you don't have. You can you can make it yours still. You, you know, you can still make Android a little bit your own, but you, you don't have to, like you say, fill it with the the, the, the um, Google Pay, Samsung Pay thing is the most annoying part of it. Whenever I get a Samsung phone. There's always that moment where you think, "What? Where do I set my credit cards up? Which one shall I use? Which shall I use the, the the Google version or the Samsung version?" It's really kind of user hostile. I think it's just it's confusing. It's where do you where do you get started? Um, and you spend most of the the first hour with that phone removing things, things that you don't want, um, which again isn't isn't a good user experience at all. Yeah, I mean, I I, I really like the bespoke edition concept where you mm. can go in and, and really personalise the hardware with the colours that you like. That's really nice. But I hate the fact that the term nightography still exists that they introduced last year. It's a horrible word. It's not nice, is it? I've forgotten about that until you put it on here. And that's just for their night mode, isn't it? Is that, is that all that is? It's just night mode. Yeah. yeah. You, nightography. Yeah. Night, night mode for doing your nightography. The worst thing is, can you imagine how long how many meetings were had and how many people were paid to come up with that, that oh word. yeah there would have been focus groups and uh, yeah, it probably cost $100,000 to come up with that <laughs> yeah I hate it too but um, yeah the bespoke stuff is, is pretty cool I, I think um, again I'd like Apple to do something like that they do it with the watch obviously to a degree although I think actually the like you mentioned yesterday actually the configurator on the um, the Samsung website is a bit is better I think 
Um, it's it's fun. brilliant. It's fun playing around with it, isn't it? It's so much better than the Apple Watch Studio thing. So, you know, you, for, for ages, you, you've been able to go in and create your preferred Apple Watch material, whether you want aluminium or stainless steel or titanium or whatever. You can choose your size and your strap. And while you're making those choices, you can see a preview either dead on or slightly to the side before you make your decision. If you haven't seen the new Galaxy Watch configurator, go and check it out because you get a full 360 render mm. of the watch while you're ch- and it, it updates in real time. So as you're changing the the, the, the case size or the the colors and the, the straps you want, you you can move it around and it's really it's it's a really i've always found the apple watch one a bit cumbersome a bit mm. glitchy yeah the samsung one is it's very good it's a really good experience yeah well let's talk about the watches i think I we think should that, I, the, the, yeah. I think the, the watches and the the earbuds are the two things that i was most interested in in that presentation yeah. Absolutely, yeah. The, the watch I'm really excited about. Um, so I've, I've pre-ordered the the Watch Pro, the Watch Five Pro, um, because if anyone's been reading my blog, they'll know that I've been hankering after this either ruggedized or pro version of the Apple Watch. Really, really excited about that. If it, I, th- I think it's going to happen, I think the rumors are probably strong enough. Um, but Samsung have got there first, haven't they? And um, I think it looks really nice. I've never used. Have you used a, a Galaxy Watch? Have you, have you experienced one? I have not. Yeah, I haven't either. You see, but I've always liked the look of them. They, they. I'm, I'm more interested in the non-pro watch. Yep. Because the pro one is enormous. It's like <laughs> it is forty-five big. millimeters, and you see it on people's wrists, and it's just like a, like a dinner plate on your wrist. It, it's. I mean, I guess if your primary use is your kind of running hiking sports that kind of so that's probably all right it's probably what you want um and the fact is it's got gps built in doesn't it so you can go yeah. out without your phone and track your your runs and stuff so i can see how it would be very appealing to, to yourself um i think the thing that stood out for me was the fact that even the base model has got a sapphire crystal face mm. because on the apple watch You've got to go up to the stainless steel. You'll pay twice as much, basically, if you want that sapphire crystal. And, you know, when I've got a stainless steel one, but only because I got it for the you know, new old stock clearance sale for less than the price of the equivalent SE. But the, 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 the quality of the glass is noticeably better on the stainless steel ones. Um, but you don't, you don't need to do that with the Galaxy Watch. You can just buy the 280 quid one and off you go. Or 200. 60 quid, I think, starts out for the 40 millimeter. I think I would yep. go for the slightly bigger one. Because, yeah, I quite like large displays, not but just not as large as the the Pro, because, you know, it has a honking great display, but then also a really rugged body. So it just looks enormous. I think that would be too, too, big, too big for me. Um, it is powered by an Exynos chip, though. Oh, God, is it? Uh, but they reckon that you can get. They've, they've really worked on the, the charging and the, the battery life because that was one of the biggest complaints about the Watch 4 was that the battery life was rubbish, frankly. So this might be a bit better. That's quite good. Um, yeah, well, I really just quick got... on the battery life, they don't really quote any 
not that I've seen, certainly for the Pro, they don't quote an actual um, runtime, do they? It's just how big the battery is. Or have I got that wrong? Have they, have they I think they have somewhere. I remember seeing okay. something like you, up to 50 hours or something, okay, I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, but obviously, it's going to very much depend on what you're doing. If you're going for a really long run and you've got the GPS going and you're, you've downloaded some tunes on there and you're using the Bluetooth, uh, I mean, you know, you could, I imagine you can kill it in no time at all mm-hmm. but if you were just using it as a watch and just using their sleep tracking and that sort of stuff then yeah i can see why maybe yeah you probably get two days out of it why not um i quite like their new d buckle it's basically yeah. like the uh the deployment buckle that you can only get on the hermes fancy watch straps on the apple watch so i quite like that kind of strap yeah. that's quite nice and it's that's not nice. i mean it is it's an optional extra but it's not a ludicrous amount more to have a nice metal magnetic buckle with much more adjustability. So rather than having pre-cut holes that may or may not fit your particular wrist, that deployment, or so the D-buckle, you, you can slide it up and down to get you know absolutely perfect fit. So I mean, I, I really like how it looks. I think it actually looks better than an Apple Watch. Oh, I think it does by quite a distance, to be honest. It, I mean, it's it's circular, which most watches are. I've always preferred that, really. Um, yeah, I I think it looks really nice. I think it's really keenly priced as well, even the Pro version. I think the one that I got was £489 or something. And you can probably, you can guess that if Apple does bring out a Pro version of the Apple Watch, it's going to be... It's going to be a grand, grand, isn't it? Easily, yeah. <laughs> um, plus another 1500 quid for the right strap and... Um, so there is that to bear in mind. I, I think it's I think it's very well priced, and the, the Exynos thing. I, I guess the, you know these are smaller devices. It's, it's not having to do as much as the S twenty two Ultra. So if they put the S twenty two Ultra version of the um, Exynos chip in there, it would probably be okay. But um, I'm sure that's not the case. But uh, yeah, and, and sensor wise, it's got a temperature sensor, hasn't it? Along with all the normal stuff. Yeah, well, they, they, yeah, so they beat they beat Apple to the punch there because that's the big new sensor that's going to be in the next Apple Watch, according to all the rumours. Yep. I don't know how much I care about that, really. No, I'm not sure about that either, but nice to know it's got it, I suppose. Well, what um, I do care about is the fact that historically uh, Galaxy Watches have only really played nice with 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 Samsung phones. Yeah. And you know you can sideload stuff. So again, on the XDA developers, you can go and get the Samsung Health app you know a modified version that you can run on other devices which will allow you to access your uh, your ecg and your blood pressure and all all that sort of stuff so you can it is possible sometimes it's not going to work on every device and it may be a bit glitchy but you know by and large you can pretty much get samsung health running on non-samsung devices Um, and you can install google assistant on it you can use google pay with it Mm. so you know you can get most of the way there you're going to have the best experience paired with a galaxy phone at least historically we don't know whether they've opened that up a bit given that they're working very closely with google now so yeah we'll have to wait for your review and see see what comes back from that but the other annoying thing is that um a lot of other android wearables you can charge using a regular chi wireless charger uh, but historically, the Galaxy watches only really play nice either with the the puck that it comes with, or on a Galaxy, you know, a Samsung branded wireless charger. Um, and even then, it might not not work. So I don't know. I haven't seen anything 
um, about the five, whether that's still the case, whether you have to use their puck or their charging mat. Um, but that's another annoyance. But yeah, in terms of the the look, the value, the functionality, I reckon that there was hoops to jump through, but I reckon I can get it to work all right with my nothing phone. And that was one of the things that as as we talked about last week is that's one of the things that would probably keep me in the Apple uh, ecosystem is the lack of a viable Apple Watch wearable. Yeah. But I think I think the Galaxy Watch 5 might actually fit the bill. So I'm not going to I'm not going to pre-order one. I'll wait to see what you you think of it and how you get on with it. Um but yeah, it's looking quite good for my continued enjoyment of the Nothing phone. I might if I get an Android wearable, might be all right. And the Nothing phone is still your your daily driver, is it? It is. I'm loving it. Yeah. It's a superb phone. It's great. Um yeah. Well, let's see what I think. Like I say, it's coming at the end. The watch is coming at the end of this month, hopefully, unless there's some kind of delivery black hole as always. But um, yeah, we'll see. See what, what I mean. Like I say, I'm, I'm getting the pro version, so I'm not getting the other one. But the software experience is going to be pretty much the same. I guess the the ability or not to to let, let it play nicely with other phones should be the same. So we'll see. We'll see what we think. Galaxy Buds Two Pro. I always get the number the wrong way. I always want to say Galaxy Buds Pro 2. It's it's Buds 2 Pro, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 2 Pro, 2 Furious. With no space. And uh, yeah, so I, I've not seen any of this at all. I know that they were revealed yesterday, um, but there's a couple of things you've put at the top of the, the show notes here which uh, immediately spark interest. The first one being 24-bit, 48 kilohertz wireless, but not lossless. I didn't see any mention of the word lossless anywhere. Okay. But they, are, they reckon they can cram 24-bit, 48 kilohertz audio over Bluetooth. Or maybe they've got some other... And I think, it, they, I think they explicitly said they've got, this, they've got their own codec where they can, they can pump 24-bit, 48 kilohertz audio wirelessly. Nice. Which is interesting because there was the, those allegedly truly lossless earbuds from Neura... I think you've you I'm waiting for you you're waiting for so I don't know I don't know what the what the situation there is but yeah I mean that looks that looks like high resolution audio wirelessly seems to be creeping in doesn't it? you've got the ones from Neura you've got the, yep. this these new Galaxy Buds 2 Pro so I'm quite hopeful for what Apple do with the next AirPods Pro but in the current climate it's no longer doesn't seem it's no longer the king is it because you have recently switched to the oppo enco is it the x or the x2 you've got enco x so yeah. apparently there's an x2 out i don't know what the difference is okay interesting but, yeah, but those have been tuned by dyn audio i've always loved dyn audio stuff if money were no object i'd replace all of my cure acoustic speakers with dyn audio speakers because they they sound amazing um so i can well believe that if they've had a hand in the sound signature that they're they'll sound really nice um but then there's these the lg oh, i forget what it's called like the tone t90 or something just re- just announced this week which is apparently the first doubly atmos head tracking spatial audio earbuds that aren't apple so one of the things that i enjoy the most about airpods pro is that head tracked spatial audio um, and again, that's probably another one of those things that would keep me with one foot in the Apple ecosystem. But now you can get 
So Dol- Dolby have got their own head track spatial audio thing going on and you can get it in these LG tone T90s. Um, and you know, like with the camera systems on phones, you've got to have some kind of big brand tie-in with Hasselblad or you know Leica or Zeiss or whatever. And it's the same with headphones. You've got to have a big brand like your Dyn Audio. But anyway, the, the LG ones have been tuned by Meridian. Are you familiar with Meridian? I am, yeah. I mean, yeah. They're a super high-end audio company. Yeah. So again, if they've put their name on it, it's not going to sound awful, I don't think. But um, they're another, aside from being the first head track spatial audio earbuds, they the, the case has got like uh, a UV sanitizer built in, which I've not seen anywhere else. So you, you take your earbuds off, you put them in the charging case, and it'll uh, it'll sanitize them for you. Nice. Does it get rid of all the earwax as well for you? I don't think it does that. No. <laughs> So I th- things yeah, are really hotting up in this area, aren't they? I think it's what's really surprised me, like you, you, you mentioned a moment ago, is, is just how good those Oppo Enco X are. Um, part of the reason that I'm using them is because my one of my um, ear tip things snapped off on my AirPods Pro and I just can't be bothered to replace it. Um, and I remembered that I had those Oppo Enco X that were sent to me as part of the Oppo uh, Find X Pro 5, whatever it's called, review. And they let me keep those. They took the phone, unfortunately, but they let me keep the, um, the earbuds. And I just suddenly thought, oh, I've still got them. And I've been using them on and off now and again because um, I like them. And I've not stopped using them now for, for weeks, actually. And they're just so much better than AirPods Pro. And, you, you know, you do miss some of the the ease of the AirPods Pro, the ability to very quickly connect to things. And they are probably better calling headphone uh, earbuds than the the Oppos, but it's just the sound, sound alone, the sound and the price. The Oppos are about 170 quid, I think, you know, versus the 230, whatever it is for the, for the AirPods Pro. Um, but the sound's amazing. Um, and for me, the fit's better as well. I know that's different for everyone, really, but I'm, I'm, I'm less likely to have to readjust them in my ears. If you and, heard uh, Dyn Audio speakers? I, I was thinking this the other day. I don't think I've ever, I've ever heard them, no. Um, uh, I've always your, heard good things. Your home cinema, you've got, you've got recessed speakers, haven't you? You've, you've got have. them embedded in the walls and things. Do you, do you know what you've got in there? They monitor monitor audio monitor audio which are great they're already very good then aren't they i was yeah i was gonna say you might want to go and have a listen because dine audio do i think um embedded yeah home theater speakers which are also very good i think when i was doing some research i think i came across dine audio at that point um but yeah it's great heritage isn't it and i I just think apple have got something to prove now i I had no idea about these lg dobly atmos ones which do (laughs) do look great uh, and also they've got the right design I, I think the stem design for me personally is far better than the, the galaxy buds pro so go, going back to the galaxy buds pro i've got the 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 original the, the previous generation and i hate them they're the most uncomfortable terrible earbuds i've ever put in my ears they always fall out they're too big they stick out um, i don't know if the pro 2 or sorry the 2 pro are any better but um i just don't like that design that kind of chunky little fat design Whereas the stems, for me, just work better. And it looks like LG have done that as well with their tone-free, um, which are $230. That's not too expensive, really. I do wonder how you access... I mean, okay, so it's, it's, it's um, obviously Dolby Atmos and head tracking compatible. How do you access that content, though? Is that compatible with 
Apple Music or I've no idea. That's anything I'd, I'd, I'd wonder with that because well, I mean, so I imagine if it's if the if the content is encoded with Dolby Atmos, well then the the decoding will happen on devi- on your yeah. on the earbuds themselves. So if you've enabled the head track, the Dolby head track spatial audio, then I guess it'll sort that out and it'll just do it for you. So yeah, I think any any Atmos content you pipe through to it. Yeah. And you want to hear on a head track spatial audio if it's same as same as it works on the AirPods Pro. Um but I mean one of the most important things about all of these AirPods Pro alternatives is that you can charge them via USB C. Exactly. Are we gonna see yep. USB C on the next AirPods Pro? I sincerely hope so. It's it has to be. I mean the iPhone, that's a lost cause, but well, maybe it's not, but I think it's probably a lost cause. Surely, AirPods Pro, the next AirPods Max, they have to be USB-C. It's so stupid that they're not. I still get, whenever I mention this, I've, I've stopped mentioning it now, but whenever I used to mention it on the channel, there'd always be one or two people that would, would defend it. And it's to, it's a bit like the, the Magic Mouse, which is completely indefensible when it comes to the way that you charge that thing. There's no, no matter, I know if Martin's listening to this on the Discord server, who's a previous guest... He'll argue until he's blue in the face about it, but it's totally indefensible that you have to charge that mouse upside down. There's no reason for it. And there's also no reason to have to charge the next generation, particularly of AirPods Pro or Max via Lightning. If they come out with that, I'll I'll break the internet again, probably. Um, it, surely, surely it's time. We can hope. <laughs> we can but hope. Um... Yeah, anything else about the, the, the Buds 2 Pro? I probably won't get them, to be honest. I've got enough headphones to be reviewing at the moment, but um, I, I just like what they're... I, 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 I like the fact that Samsung are joining this kind of lossless, in inverted commas, wireless audio thing. Yeah, well, I also like the they're available in a range of fun colors that you can have that match your your phone and your watch if you would like so if you want a, an all lavender ensemble you can that's quite nice very nice right moving away from samsung um we've got something here about parallels but i'm going to skip over that for the minute because i do want to talk about mkbhd which all is right. quite topical if that's all right um so i assume obviously you've seen the video that we're referring to here. I, I haven't. I only know about oh, okay. it from you. So yeah, what happened? Yeah, so he, about three or four days ago, he published his first ever back-to-school uh, kind of tech accessories and recommendations video. And um, he started it by saying that he's never done one. So even though he started his channel effectively in the, the kind of dorm room of his, um, his college, um, he's never done a back-to-school video, apparently. So he's done that. Everyone else is doing it at the moment, apart from me. Um, I think it's a great idea. I, I like the idea of these videos. I think it's, it's a great, great way to hopefully generate a bit of interest from a from another audience segment and and genuinely help kids and people going back to college with their tech purchases. Um, but the, it, he's he's missed the mark somewhat, um, and I didn't realise what had happened because I, I watched it and just thought, hmm, okay, interesting. Um, it, it, mainly in terms of what he was recommending, because I think one of the recommendations was a um, a Dell uh, XPS fifteen. All right. Not sure what that starts at, but it's it's a two grand laptop, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he recommended, I think, also that, so that was for Windows, and then for the Mac, he, he recommended the M two MacBook Air. Again, 
read the room. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and there were one or two, I can't remember the others, there were a few other things. There, there were some genuinely interesting and, and fair recommendations. I think the he recommended the Beats, um, I can never think what they're called. I've got some actually, the, you know, the, the, the Buds, the Workout Buds. Um, fair enough. They're fit, not, Beats Fit. Fit, that's it. They're not particularly expensive. Um, but yeah, the rest of the rec- recommendations were just a bit expensive. And um, it immediately, apparently, like I said, I watched it and then found out afterwards that it, it kind of caused a huge stink on Twitter with people saying um, he's just completely out of tune with reality. And um, a lot of people picked fault with the fact that it was that the entire video was sponsored by Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Which I've got no issue with. It's, you know, he's, he needs to make money. He needs to bring in these sponsors. I'd imagine it was a big sponsor. I've got, they'll, they'll have paid a lot for that spot, as, as you can imagine. Um, and that, everything he recommended was, funnily enough, available on Best Buy. And you can, I mean, knowing roughly how a lot of this stuff works behind the scenes, there'll be there'll have been a lot of things in that contract where he will have been pushed towards certain products, certain lines they're probably trying to sell or they're pushing themselves. So, it, and again, that's not unusual. He's not doing anything wrong with that. But it's just it didn't quite fit into the narrative of the story. But the thing that I didn't get with it, and you have to let me know what you think when you watch it, is that the thing that surprised me the most was the production quality, which was rough. Um, His A-roll, no problem. He's he's, he's very, very watchable. He always has been. But there were certain sections of B-roll that were really rough to the point. And he even reused, um, when he did the M2 MacBook Air part, he reused the footage from... The, um, the launch event where he had the sensor spots on right. his camera, which really surprised me because th- he obviously he knew he knew that was the case back then. He said he kind of tweeted about it and said, "Yeah, oh, I was I was never going to clean my um, you know, twenty grand sensor in, in the middle of Apple Park," but to then reuse that footage and not even reference it or make a joke about it. The whole thing felt rushed. It felt like a very rushed video. And um, just to kind of kind of preface all of this. I'm not down on the guy at all. I'm a huge admirer of, of, of MKBHD. He's a massive inspiration to me. Um, but it's just nice to see occasionally that he's human. And um, clearly, he's accepted a big sponsor, put, pretty much thrown this video together, I think, really. Um, gone with the recommendations he's probably been pushed towards by Best Buy. And the internet set its trousers on fire. Well, every time this happens... Whether it was when you know one password ditched their native Mac client and switched to Electron, or the base M2 MacBook Air Max Tech scenario, what happens is you reach out to them on on Twitter and say, "Do you want to come and have a t- chat to us?" And just reach out to Marquez. <laughs> we should get him on and have a chat. We'll ask oh, him what man. what happened there, Marquez. Oh, we should have done that. Should we? I wonder if I'm too late. He's I'll not going to do it, is he? Well, funny enough, someone did. Someone who follows me and him did tweet um, tweet him, and this was before I'd seen it, so I didn't really know what the tweet, tweet was about. But um, I think it was. Oh, I, I know, that's it. He recommended one of the. I think the phone recommendation was the S twenty two, not the Ultra, but the, the standard one. And someone, like I say, before I'd watched this video, tweeted MKBHD and said, um, "Bear in mind that your audience is global." And there's a big problem with the S22 series in the UK. Um, yeah, Mark Ellis is aware of this. Um, can you can you give us some guidance on if is it still a, a worthwhile buy if you're in the UK? Um, he didn't reply to that obviously because he gets yeah. eight thousand tweets every second. But um, 
Yeah, we should have had him on, shouldn't we? He could have been on this show, on this episode. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. You've had a, you've had a pretty good hit rate. So you know, we had you know, we've, it's, you, you've had the guys from One Password. You had a chat with. You, we had like you know, Sammy from Mac Rumors. Yep. Vadim from Max Tech. Obviously, the only person who said no is Jason Snell. He's the only yes. person you've reached out for. I said, hey, do you want to have a chat? And he was like, no, not really. <laughs> he did. At least he, he replied. very polite about it. But. He was, yeah. He did reply at least. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try it. I'm probably a bit late now, to be honest. But I think he's moved on. Yeah. I think he's moved on very quickly. But it was just interesting in, yeah, like I say, getting very kind of meta about it. It's just interesting from behind the scenes about how this stuff works. And I'm making lots of assumptions about that video, but that's my, my guess at what happened with it, really. Yeah, I don't know. Is, is Best Buy the best place to buy your back-to-school stuff? Because I imagine you get pretty good back-to-school discounts directly from the vendors. So, you know, if you want an Apple laptop, buy it direct from Apple and you'll get, like, a gift card or some, you know, uh, AirPods thrown in or something, typically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. So the whole thing is just a bit odd. Yeah. I don't think many parents are buying their kids Dell XPS 15s, are they? Well, I, 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 well. I would not. I wouldn't buy my children. I, I mean, obviously, I'm not there. They're nowhere near that kind of age yet. But I'm just thinking, even 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 now, when you know, I'm you know reasonably well healed and you know everything you know, I've got everything stable and good. And I'm just thinking, I'm I'm going to be even more curmudgeonly and penny pinching. You know, fifteen years from now. So it's only going to get worse. But even today, if they, if my if my kids were you know that sort of age, I wouldn't be sending them off to college or university with an M2 MacBook Air. That's completely insane. No. Plus, they'd have a better laptop than you, Rob. So that that wouldn't be right, would it? <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah. Although, although, would I? Would I? Because we had this conversation before. So, like if you send your kid in with an M1 MacBook Air, then it's like going in with no name trainers, isn't it? It is. It's like buying a Porsche Boxster, isn't it? <laughs> Why couldn't you afford a 911? All you're saying is I could not afford a 911. I've never understood that car. Why people buy that car? I'm not quite good. At, I've not been quite successful enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, stick yeah, with no, the YouTube. I, I, I agree with you though. It's. It's. I. I like it. I like it when he makes mistakes because he still does it graciously. I think he is still the barometer of of good of common sense when it comes to youtube tech reviewers he's uh yeah love the guy i think he's brilliant anyway uh just very quickly on the youtube side of things you've mentioned here that i'm using now i'm now using stock audio on uh, the main channel yeah what's going on there <laughs> so i signed up to a service called artlist and i did this via um i've been really inspired recently by peter lindgren who i think i mentioned in the last um, podcast. Um, he's the guy who's really kind of accelerated my plans for the vlog channel, mm. which if you're a Patreon member, you'll be getting a few vlogs, vlogs at the moment. Oh, so um, you mentioned him last week and I said, oh, the name sounds familiar, but I don't think I subscribe or anything. Um, I remember I watched a video of him where he was, he was sort of FPV drone flying in his studio and he, he embedded a drone in, in a very expensive monitor. That's the guy, isn't it? I've not seen that video, but it sounds like him, yeah. Yeah, so he was just flying his drone around inside and, uh, yeah, just destroyed uh, the 34-inch ultra-wide monitor, I think. 
He breaks a lot of stuff, expensive <laughs> stuff. He broke a, um, uh, a 16 to 35 mil Sony uh, GM master lens, which is about two and a half grand. Um, Ouch. But he's great. He's fantastic. And, um, but he, he's got a main channel and he's got, and he's got a vlog channel. And uh, that's what I'm doing, basically. There'll be a vlog channel later this year. And that has a completely different style. So if you, if you haven't seen my videos, there's no music in them to speak of. There's occasionally might be something, but generally speaking, it's just my voice and a little audio ident, which is like the, the kind of brand, the brand noise. Um, but when I got the art list um, subscription, I did, I did it through his, through Peter's um, affiliate link. So thank you for that, Peter. A little kickback for you. Um, basically, it's a service where you pay a month, monthly or annual fee and you get access to a massive library of stock royalty free um, sound effects and also music and it's uh, it's huge and what's nice about it is it has a, a lovely filtering system so you can say you can do it by the obvious things like genre and instrument instrument and stuff like that but then they have things like by mood so if you want you know exciting music or sad or happy whatever it might be and you can combine those filters um, so you can very quickly find the music that you want and um as well, i say you, the vlog you can do that with youtube studio i mean obviously it's got a much smaller pool of and it's you know obviously everyone uses it so you hear the same things over and over again but that you can choose your your soundtrack by mood there as well and, and just like specific lengths and things so you say well look i want 30 seconds of energizing music and then you can choose from a bunch of, of stuff so but yeah no I, I imagine this is much higher quality a much wider selection of, of royalty free music that you can, it is you can use. i think if you've got the budget for it it makes total sense if you've got to a stage where your channel is a certain size and it's your main business and you've like i say you've got a bit of you can invest in it a little bit it's, it's really worth it just for for what you said really for the, the the kind of breadth of um music you get on there it's always being added to um but yeah so i've got that now for the for the vlogs that i'm doing and um just out of interest i suddenly i can't think what video what the first video was but i was editing a a main video i thought i wonder I wonder what it sounds like if I just have a little music bed at the start during the hook. I did it and I didn't like it at first. Um, slept on it, came back to it and thought, no, hang on a minute, this, this, this could work. Um, so the last three or four videos that I've edited, not all of them have been um, published yet, but um, they're all, they've all got this little bit of background music at the start, which is very unusual for me. It, yeah. it gives, gives a very different feel, to, I think, to the intro. Um, and it's a bit of a test, to be fair. I may not stick with it. I don't know, but I quite like it. And it, I think also it's kind of, um, you can get a bit stale with this stuff. So I've got a very kind of, everything I do is very process driven and I've got into a very slick way of creating videos. But because of that, you do the same thing each time. So you have the hook, you have the intro, you have the same transitions, et cetera, et cetera. And I kind of change those occasionally and update them a little bit here and there um, and polish them a bit more. But I've never done anything more than that, really. So adding a music bed just to that start, so the first 10 seconds or whatever, is quite a big thing, really, And um, for the style of the, of the videos. And yeah, I, I know the video you're talking about which because I heard it and I found it jarring. Sorry. Did you? No, I was going to ask what your opinion was. Which one I, was it? I, I, I can't remember exactly which video, but I, I remember watching it going, okay, music during the hook, <laughs> that's new. Mm. Unsubscribe. Yeah, unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> block <laughs> yeah, like. but no, one, one of the one of the sort of key standout features i think of your channel for me uh versus lots of other youtube is is the lack of elevator music during the back of your i i quite like the fact that it's it's purely talking head um and obviously your b-roll and stuff so i i i 
I found that it maybe it was just because it was new because it, like you say it's not something that you've done before but I I was so distracted by the fact that there was music in it that I right. I missed the hook completely oh wow okay that is one concern I've got actually I wonder if some of that is because like you're a regular viewer I suppose to all intents and purposes and maybe it's such a surprise that it's there because I have found myself actually went watching back I've been paying more attention to that music mainly for levels and things but um yeah, that is a concern I've got, definitely. Um, no, I appreciate that feedback. It's really important. I, I think what's interesting is I do occasionally, not very often, but I occasionally get comments from people saying, why is there no music? I even had one person say, I don't think I've ever mentioned this, um, he commented and said, um, uh, love, love the video, but um, I'd love it if you could put some background music on because I find your voice so soothing that I fell asleep halfway through. I didn't know whether to take that as a compliment or not, really. Um but yeah, he literally fell asleep while watching my video. Um, so that's been in my mind slightly. But um, no, I don't know. I, I think I'd love to know if it grows on you or if, you, if it's still jarring after 10 videos. If it is, that's that's yeah, possibly we'll, an we'll issue. We'll revisit it. But certainly, I think one, one of the things, certainly when, when, when I first started watching your videos, I, I enjoyed the fact that you didn't have background music because it's different. Yeah. So, True. Yeah, but... but Having said that, I really like it on the vlog videos. Good. I thought that was really good. Yeah, it really suits that, I think, doesn't it? I think it, you have to have that, I think. Right, back to tech. What, what have we got next? Oh, uh, <laughs> can we talk about the iOS 16 battery percent very quickly? It's horrible. <laughs> Done. Right, there we right. go. It's, it's not on the public beta, so I can't turn it on. All right. So I can't experience it firsthand. But uh, there was one day this week where Twitter was just all about the battery percentage. I that couldn't care less. Well, I've got the, used the, to it not the, being there. I mean, yeah. Well I, well, I quite like it. So I mean, I've got it enabled. I've got I because I can. I've got it enabled on my nothing phone. Um, but yeah, it's just the fact that it's so, and it may well change by the time it fully you know gets fully released but at the moment you can enable the battery percentage so you can have a number in your battery icon but regardless of the number the icon always looks full right okay. so even if you've only got 10 percent battery the actual outline of the of the battery is it still looks full oh. which is Ridiculous. which is unpleasant yeah so yeah we'll see we'll see if they fix that because yeah, I think enough people got unhappy about it that they would have know they'll know that people don't like it, or or just leave it off and just <laughs> just not bother. So yeah, that's the battery percentage done. That's our opinion on that. Uh, what else have we got tech wise? We, we've got some questions from the Discord server, which um, I do want to fit in. Um, yeah. it, we we can't talk about the Pixel Six A. Well, I can't. I assume you haven't got one, um, but I've not turned mine on yet i've not even got it out of the box but no no it's oh. literally over there uh, in the box i've got the the pixel buds they're ready they're all charged and ready to go um the plan basically because we're going on holiday again next week um i'm gonna switch from the nothing phone to the pixel tomorrow and take that one away with me and uh with, with the pixel buds as well see how we get on and then make a decision i know i've got the flip thing coming as well but then make a decision between the pixel and the nothing phone as to which one becomes my my daily android interesting well i think straight out of the box i think you'll notice it's only got a 60 hertz refresh rate display i yeah, think you'll definitely. notice that 
the fingerprint sensor is horrible. I don't know how fussy you are about materials, but I think you might. It's a very nice plastic on the back, but it is still plastic, and I'm really enjoying the, the glass front and back on the Nothing phone. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have wireless charging. I don't know how often you wirelessly charge things, but I pretty much exclusively wirelessly charge things, to the point, actually, where... So, you know, what what, char- what wireless charger do you get if you've got a, f- a transparent-backed phone? I, I don't know. <laughs> you get a, you get a, a, oh, oh you a get transparent a, charger. I've got a transparent charger. So this is uh, wow. Native Union. That's quite cool, nice. isn't it? I like that. It looks like nothing made it themselves. It does, doesn't it? So I thought that, 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 that matches quite well. So that lives on my desk now. Nice. Was that expensive? Or was that out, what was the price? It was outrageously expensive. So it's, I, I don't think you can even get it anymore. Um, so it's Native Union, who are like a premium accessory manufacturer, but this is also a tie with a designer who I'm not familiar with at all, but Tom Dixon. So it's a Tom Dixon Native Union. I forget what it's called. I don't know. It's called Block. I'll put a link in the description. Not that you can buy one anyway. But yeah, it's just a very cool... But what, so you don't have to use it with this tray either. Right. The um, the actual puck pops out. Oh, so okay. you can use just the... Oh, nice. Just the charger. Yeah, I like that. I quite like because I keep my headphones in there. Um, actually, thinking about it, I've got another new toy. I don't know where it is. This, oh. is, a, this is a tiny 35 watt... I don't know how... I've never heard it said out loud. It's G-A-N... So capital G, Gandhi. small A, capital N. You know, that's all the rage, these sort of small, yeah. light chargers. But this one is, is shaped like a Mac. Well, who's it for, who um, makes it? It's a company called Shargeek. Yeah, they keep contacting me. I've had about 11,000 emails from someone at Shargeek trying oh, yeah. to send me those. And I've, I've not responded to them just because I get so many little things sent and never do anything with them. But um, have you? is it unboxed? Because that's, that's the box, isn't it? That is the box. This I've, isn't very I've podcast friendly. I think it appreciate. might be downstairs, but it's very nice. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I should say yes then to those emails I keep I getting. You should. So hang on. So this is because I'm I'm all about like sort of tacky tech accessories. So I mean, there's my Apple Watch charger. That also yep. is is shaped like a Mac. I just I just I just it really. If you if you make an accessory that's shaped like a Mac, I'm getting involved. You'll just get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sad that I haven't got it to hand. But no, it's it works. It feels solidly made. It's a nice thing. But it lights up, so the screen lights up, and depending on the color, that tells you the charging state and the charging speed. But yeah, this this will rapidly charge at the full 33 watts that the nothing phone nice. is capable of receiving. But yeah, I just find it just tickles me charging an Android phone <laughs> with a Mac shaped tiny charger. <laughs> That's uh, serious trolling. <laughs> that's why you need to get on with your blog rob because you could talk about that sort of stuff and really annoy really annoy certain android users oh i was I, you know i was so up for that because i read your book i read justin's book and i was all ready to go and then i just had the most horrific six weeks of so you know i, I just built myself up i was like right i'm doing this yep and uh we're all waiting yeah yeah, yeah I'll, I'll i'll get on it i, I will <laughs> so yeah i'm 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 kind of back on track now but yeah but it's that it's that kind of thing that could blow up you know charging a an android phone via a mac a fake yeah. little mac right there's a few things we haven't covered which we might have to move on to the next uh, show um if that's all right with you because we did ask the discord server for some q a's and we got 
three, I think, didn't we? Well, actually, no, we had three people respond. Um, we've got one, two, three, four, we've got five questions. So I've not read all of these, so I think we should, should we just go through them? Yeah, let's do it. So from Louise, first of all, um, one of the most active members on the Discord server and uh, one of the people who makes other people spend more money than is reasonably acceptable. Um, we'll let her off that, though. Um, well, she recommends good stuff. That's the problem, she does. isn't it? Yeah, it's like, so people come on, they say, oh, has anyone got a recommendation for X, Y, and Z? And she'll be straight in there going, well... I- I don't, she's not irresponsible with her influence, I don't think, because she's very good at saving money as well. She's always like, look, check here, see if you can get a coupon, see if you can do this, make True. sure you you know, go through this cashback site or whatever. So as well as making a genuinely good recommendation, she'll tell you how to save some money on it as well, which obviously is right up my street. That's right. I do yeah. love saving money. Yeah, you're all over that, aren't you? <laughs> Um, okay, so her first question is uh, using a laptop as both a laptop and a desktop versus having both a laptop and a desktop. I'm probably not in the best position to ask this, answer this because I've got 8,000 Macs in here. Um, what's your opinion on that? In my personal life, I have a desktop as a desktop that's always on, always in situ, just ready to go at my desk. And then obviously recently I've got a base M1 MacBook Air for away from desk duties. And those duties were previously served by an iPad Pro. So I, I'm still pretty old school in that I'd like to have a dedicated desktop machine because, frankly, I'm too lazy to plug in and unplug even one USB-C cable. Because <laughs> that's you can do that. So your modern computing now is that you have like a, a Thunderbolt dock or whatever, and then with one cable you can do your power, video, sound, have all your peripherals all over the one cable. Um, but even plugging and unplugging one cable is, is too much work for me. So, yeah, I prefer to have a, a dedicated desktop computer for desktop use. That's just me personally. In my professional life, I have only got a laptop and certainly during the you know pandemic and stuff where there wasn't an awful lot in the way of customer meetings going on and that sort of stuff, I basically was using a laptop as, as a desktop, but it never left the desk. It was always plugged in. And that's a really terrible idea because I, I know that you shouldn't leave a laptop with a rechargeable battery plugged in all of the time. But everyone does it, don't they? We all do it, don't we? Um, but yes, yeah, so over the course of about three years, I've had three different laptops where the battery has swelled yeah, such that the chassis is, is bent, you know, like the trackpad's practically popping out the thing, you know, you can't close the lid, which is, you know, and that's not, that, that, that was an HP Elite book I had that did that. I had a Dell that did that. Um, so, yeah, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. Story. Although I think that's, what if that's kind of, reserved for most windows laptops i've ne- I've never seen a mac not in my experience i do tend to leave them plugged in to be honest i've never seen a macbook do that but um who knows i mean f- for me uh, the the setup i've got with the 16 inch macbook pro and the studio display although it's a very expensive setup you can spend less than that obviously um it's very convenient i think if you've got a i think we're we, you know we live in a world now don't we where these laptops are so powerful um even base level MacBook Airs, if you've got that and a decent display and one cable, it's very convenient just to plug it in. I know what you mean. It's uh, yeah, For some people, it can be a bit of a faff, but um, I love it that way. The only thing you've got to bear in mind, really, is uh, obviously having a keyboard and a mouse. 
just for when you got in, got, got your laptop in clamshell mode. But if it, if it was, if I didn't have all this stuff, I think I would just have a display and a laptop. I think that's what I'd do. Hope that helps, Louise. Um, she asked another question though, which was, uh, "What's the best audio setup for the average user for Zoom? Is it is it using the pre-built, uh, sorry, the built-in iPhone mic? I can't get my words out today. Um, with something like Camo, or are external mics overkill for simple needs? Um, I don't know. There's lots of options with this now, aren't there? And it's getting more interesting when macOS Ventura." arrives on iOS, iOS 16 with the whole continuity camera stuff. Um, again, what, what, what do you think? I, I think for me, it depends what you're doing with it. I think most people, most of the time, the built-in webcams and speakers in laptops are good enough for Zoom. No one's expecting, you know, studio quality video on a Zoom call. Um, right. And... I quite like having a super low resolution display because then you can't see how craggy my face is. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and also you have to think about what people are listening to, what they're using to listen to you on the other end. And normally it is just a pair of headphones, cheap headphones or AirPods or whatever. Um, so I think the, you know, the built-in iPhone mic is fine. It's not bad actually, to be fair. Um, but I think if you are if you're an Apple user, I think the whole camera stuff all the all the continuity it is called continuity camera isn't it i've got that right yeah um you know where you can turn your your iphone basically immediately and seamlessly into your your max webcam i think that's going to change the game for a lot of people as for external well, mics if they yeah. if they buy a 50 pound accessory that's true very so good point. Can, or, or a roll of gaffer tape very good point. <laughs> Um, and external mics, I mean, if you've got the budget for it, grab one, but it's, it's, it's yet another thing on your desk. And even, also, good, better mics tend to reveal how bad your room is. So, you know, you, you might sound better on your iPhone compared to a, a fairly decent USB mic if um, you've got a very echoey room. So, uh, yeah, that's I, good, I that's think That's a good point, good. actually, yeah. So, obviously, the higher quality, it's a double-edged sword having a higher quality microphone because, yeah, it's going to pick up more stuff and is harder to work with. Yeah, completely agree. Right, Thank yeah. you, Louise, for those. Um, next from Jan. How do you spell? How do you pronounce Jan's Discord name? I don't I think, think it's I've ever heard it said out loud. I would have said Staffley. Staffley, 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 Staffley. Um, so, best camera for baby toddler photos. Not the nothing phone one, from what you've told us. Well, certainly not the best. But if it's all you've got. True. Well, the best camera is the one that you've got in your pocket, isn't it? Um, in fact, yeah. Is it best to just grab your phone as the best shots are a spur at the moment? Yeah, 100%. I've still not really tested the Nothing Phone 1 with that um, in terms of fast-moving things, but the iPhone is uh, second to none for that, you know, grabbing pretty much anything, really. It, it tends to get get it perfectly, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. Is It's practically impossible to take a dreadful photo with the iPhone, I've, I find, even in less than ideal conditions uh, you know it's i almost never miss the shot i was going for and crucially what i capture is what was actually happening at the time i pressed the button there is a short delay yes. with a lot of other phones not just the nothing phone but pretty much any other phone i've used it's never quite as instant and also following having taken a photo the thing about 
the iPhone is, is it processes that image so quickly. It does. So if you if you take like a portrait photo or something on Android, you take the photo and then you've there's like a a, a delay before you can take another one because it's it's still processing the last one, and that's nothing to do with the generation old chip in the nothing phone. I've had that on various other phones. There's just nothing quite as snappy as the camera and the iPhone. I think the iPhone, yeah, the iOS uh, phone app feels much more polished than the Android one. The Android one always, like you say, no matter what phone it is, I've tested it on a lot of phones. It always feels a little bit rough, a little bit, um, yeah, just not not as polished as the iPhone version. It's it's just easier, it's quicker. And and the processing thing is quite noticeable on certain phones Um, to the point where occasionally you'll look back at a photo you've taken and think, why does that look terrible? And then... A few seconds later, it does its thing and it's, it looks okay. Um, so yeah, I think in, in, in answer to that question, Jan, just whatever whatever phone's in your pocket. But ideally uh, an iPhone. Ideally an iPhone, I agree. <laughs> well, she also asked, how, what's the best way to share them with family members? Yes. Again, it depends what platform what platform you're on, doesn't it? Google Photos, I know, I know a lot of people that use that. I also know a lot of people who use Amazon um, as well. Uh, I don't really use either of those. I only use iCloud and, and, and photo, Apple Photos. Uh, what do you use? I think you've, you've mentioned this before. You... I, I use Amazon Photos. Amazon, yeah. Because um, I arrogantly bought everyone in the family an, an Echo Show so I can just I can uh, pipe baby photos directly into their kitchens. I think a lot of people just use WhatsApp. I think as a family we do. I think If I think about it now, We've got two kind of family chats for both sides of the family and none of them actually thinking about it use iCloud or anything else or Amazon or anything at all. It's always just a massive photo dump occasionally on on WhatsApp from someone. I think most people have then got their WhatsApp photos automatically downloaded into the camera roll. So it kind of ends up in their, on their phone effectively. I mean, WhatsApp is fine as long as you remember to turn off the butcher my photos compression option yeah because by default out of the box it will ruin any any photos you try and upload so you have to make sure you to dig down in the settings and uh turn that off and then yeah, yeah it's, uh, whatsapp is a perfectly legitimate way to share photos with friends and family yeah. um but yeah and as i say, I, I use the amazon photos purely because you get unlimited full resolution storage with amazon prime um I forget, you used to get that with Google, didn't you? But then mm, they, they, they stopped that a while ago. So I don't know what the situation there is, whether it's not quite full resolution or only up to a certain amount of storage. I, f- I forget what the rules are now. Yeah. But um, yeah, obviously if you're in the Apple ecosystem, then iCloud is the way forward. As long as the people you want to share with are also on on iOS or Macs or whatever. Because I've just found, again, because we've got a mixed bag in our family well including me now that i'm i'm, I'm android now apparently uh, dark side it, it, i've sometimes had issues where i've sent people an iCloud photo gallery link and they just haven't been able to open it or it's just behaved a bit strangely so yeah if, if i'm sharing with people across multiple platforms i will probably i will use amazon photos or google photos because those tend to work better but if, yeah if it's my if it's my mum she's uh she's got an iphone i would I would do it. or historically I would use iCloud but I, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do ongoing no that's going to be an interesting thing to watch I think 
I'm just, I'm so bored. I'm so bored of, of the Apple Watch and iOS, and I am getting more enjoyment out of my £399 budget Android, and I'm more excited about things like the Galaxy Watch 5. I, I do this every few years. I don't know if you've got one of our earliest conversations we had yeah, on the show was when I went all Microsoft all the time, and I just, I switched to microsoft surface and windows phone and did all this sort of stuff i'm, I'm just i'm going through one of those moments so i'll probably be like this for about a year and then yep. I'll, I'll i'll return to daddy tim with my tail between <laughs> my legs i'm sure daddy tim will be waiting <laughs> with open arms um jan also asks uh, why can't i make a decent coffee while vlogging which is a really good question. So I appreciate not many people have seen my first two vlogs, but those who have will have seen my inept coffee-making skills um, while holding a camera. And the first one, I tried to make a proper sort of cappuccino latte type. I never know if it's a cappuccino. I don't know what I make with that coffee machine. It's either a cappuccino or a latte. It's one of the two. Coffee-flavoured milk. Basically, a frothy of some milk kind. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I tried to do that uh, with, the, with the big camera very very difficult it was the worst cup of coffee i think i've ever made um horrible and then uh for the last vlog that i did um i used uh, instant coffee just as a bit of a laugh and partly because i was rushing that morning um but yeah i don't know well i do know why it's just very difficult because you're kind of trying to film something and do that something at the same time um and do it all one-handed whereas normally if you're filming b-roll for a video for a you know for a proper video um you'll spend time doing the thing or, or, or quite often whatever you're doing you're, you're acting whereas with this i'm actually making a cup of coffee that i want to drink um i don't know i don't know how other people who do vlogs do this really maybe they don't maybe peter mckinnon maybe that those coffees that he makes are just terrible he just, he, he, <laughs> he just doesn't mention i don't know who knows well, I'll try fair, and get better. More, more often than not, he's he's got a disposable um, Tim Hortons cup in his hand, hasn't he? <clears throat> That's a very good point. <laughs> Maybe we've exposed him. <laughs> Maybe he's not really making decent coffee at all. Interesting. I'll try and get better. Anyway, thanks, Jan. Uh, the last question is from Doc, uh, show show regular, uh, who says, uh, "What is your secret tech YouTuber shame?" The thing that you do as a tech YouTuber that you know better, but carry on anyway. <laughs> um, loads of stuff, probably. Uh, I suppose the obvious one is thumbnails, pulling stupid faces, which does work, I think. I've, I've not done any kind of proper analysis on this, but I've read a lot of stuff about it. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. And the general consensus seems to be that you do have to make yourself look like an absolute idiot to get people to click on your thumbnail and then take the flack that comes with it from people saying, oh, why do you have to keep putting those faces, etc. That's probably the worst thing I do. I, see, I interpreted that question differently. I, thought, I, don't th- I didn't think he was asking about your, your practice as a YouTuber. I, I, I think he was talking about in your day-to-day life, things that your audience would be horrified to know oh, okay. that you do. Do you see Hence what I the mean? word secret. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, interesting. What do I do? I don't mind admitting anything. I'm just trying to think what I what I might do behind the scenes. Um, I don't tidy things up enough at all. I probably should tidy things. 
Um, I make an absolute mess of the studio, which you quite often see behind occasionally in, in certain uh, footage. Oh, well, so again, you're not... cabling. You're not a fan of cabling. I hate messy cabling. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate messy cabling, and this this room has got the worst cabling everywhere. But I think I suppose in my defence, it's because it's a, a working studio. But yeah, it does occasionally look terrible when you when you watch back certain videos. But I'm just trying to think what I do. Um, my secret tech YouTuber shame. I'm going to be thinking about this all day now. I might have to come back with some ideas or mention it on Discord. Um, I can't think of anything off the top <laughs> of my head. Genuinely. I really can't, Doc. Sorry. I'll probably do loads of things, actually. And what I'll do, as, as I do them, I'll come back. I'll, I'll mention them on the Discord server. Oh, you, you hit the space bar with your index finger. But we've mentioned That's that good, before. And I'm so conscious of that now. I was do, I've been This morning, I've been filming some B-roll for um, a, a video in a couple of weeks. And it involves a lot of typing, filming me typing. And I'm so conscious of it. And when when I analyse it now, it looks it's really odd. I don't know why I do it. And then I, I, just before we started uh, recording this, I thought I'd try and do it type properly with using my, my thumbs uh, on the space bar. And um, it felt really weird. It felt very... It feels like I'd have to learn how to type again from, from scratch. But thanks yeah, for that, Rob. I'm, I'm yeah. really conscious of that now. No worries. Thank you. Um, on that note, uh, sorry, Doc, I, I, will try, I promise there is probably all sorts of shameful things I do behind the scenes and I'll, I'll start making notes of them I'll put them into my second brain that's what I'll do and then I'll come back to them um, so yeah I'm going to go off and do some shameful stuff uh, and Rob I suppose you can go and carry on carry on enjoying being a new uh, an Android guy Android fanboy yeah I'm, I'm I love Android now you just don't stop talking about it it's getting a bit boring <laughs> <laughs> cheers right catch you soon <laughs> see ya bye bye